The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show, another great show today with a well-known disability leader in America, uh, a person, by the way, I am very proud to say is a friend of mine. Now, this is someone who has dedicated his life to advocacy and quality of life for Americans with disabilities, someone that you all need to know about if you already don't. Welcome to the show, Brett Eisenberg, the Executive Director for the Bronx Independent Living Services. Good morning, Joyce. Thanks uh, so much for having me. It's a real honor and privilege to be on your show today. Well, it's a privilege and honor to have you. And, Brett, for our listeners that do not know you, could you take a few minutes and tell them how you first became involved in the disability community? Sure. So um, I was uh, born with a disability, and at a very young age, uh, I attended the Henry Viscardi School, which is a school for uh, students with physical disabilities. And so uh, there's some been some really great advocates that have come out of that school. And so from a really young age, uh, I was sort of born into the community, and you know was exposed to a lot of the advocacy work at a young age. Um, I think going to the school has its pros and cons. Um, certainly, I was surrounded by uh, people who, you know, understood me, and uh, uh, there was a common understanding. And um, you know, a, a con could be that um, uh, you know, there's uh, when you leave the school, you, you sort of um, there's sort of a, um, uh, I would say it's an eye-opening experience. Uh, you know, you're surrounded by people with disabilities, and then you kind of enter the real world, and it's a really different um, environment. Yeah, it really is. And people don't understand that sometimes, how different that world is. But, hey, Brett, what made you decide? Many people have disabilities, but you decided to do something with your life to reach out and help people with disabilities and be a spokesperson nationally. You know, what, what gave you the impetus to do that? Sure. I mean, I think there were two, you know, really big life events that happened for me that sort of set me on this path. Like I had mentioned, at a young age, um, I wasn't looking uh, at this as a career path, but uh, around 11 years ago, uh, I had a life-saving operation, and I was really fortunate to be surrounded by, you know, wonderful family and friends and people who really supported me through the recovery process. And at that time, I had really felt like, you know, I was given 
a second chance, and I really wanted to give back and help other people who might not have been as fortunate as I was. So I started volunteering and help other people uh, with my disability uh, through the Osteogenesis Imperfecta Foundation. And so I started providing some peer support and helping them in that way. And once I was recovered, sort of the second big life event happened, and, uh, you know, I went on to college and got a 3.7 GPA and a degree in accounting and management, and after college, I just couldn't get a job, and I was discriminated to my face and, you know, over the phone through screening interviews when they found out I had a disability. And so from that point on, I really wanted to dedicate my life to, you know, making it a little less of a challenge for other people with a disability in finding employment. Like I said, I always had these great supports surrounding me. Uh, that really kept me up, but not everyone is as fortunate as I was, so I wanted to really make sure um, that other people, you know, might not have to go through some of the challenges I had to go through. Yeah. Um, Well, when you said you were discriminated against on the phone, could you give me an example? Sure. I mean, you know, we would be going through a screening uh, process, you know, really simple questions. And, uh, you know, then we would go to set up an in-person meeting. And um, I have a mobility disability and use a motorized wheelchair to get around. So when I would ask a question like, you know, is the building accessible or is there an elevator and those sorts of things, you know, all of a sudden, um, you know, uh, they didn't want to call me in for an interview or they'll let me no. Um, some people actually just said really uh, hurtful things over the phone, um, saying that they knew people with disabilities that uh, had a short life expectancy. Is that going to be an issue? Just really off the wall. Um, kind oh, my goodness. That, I have to tell you, I haven't heard that one before. Yeah. I thought was... I heard it all. Every time I think I've heard it all, there's a new one. Yeah, and then, you know, it was just an amazing process. And then when I would get to, you know, in-person interviews, um, you know, I remember going to a prestigious law firm, and they conducted the interview in the mailroom because they were so thrown off by my uh, power wheelchair that they didn't know where to conduct the interview. Oh. Well... What years were these, by the way? Uh, not uh, uh, 2005, 2006. Oh, my goodness. You know, when you're hearing this, aren't you all thinking it's way, way back because you know the ADA was signed in 1990? This is unbelievable that people still think they can do this. That is unbelievable, Brett. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, you know what, Brett? I'm working on um, a book, and I may have to put this story in the book. Yeah, I mean, it's just so amazing. Like you said, it really blows your mind that this sort of stuff still goes on today, even after the passage of the ADA, you know, but these things are still going on, and that's why, you know, the great work that you do and the stuff that my center does is so important because these things still are going on. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Absolutely amazing. Sadly, shameful, terrible. Well, well, Brett... Um, I guess that was the trigger that caused you to do all these things and become that advocate. You know, we all have something like that. Isn't that a fact? We all have something that causes us to make these decisions. And 
I don't know. At the center, do you hear similar stories ever, Brett? Sure. I mean, I think, you know, uh, at my center, at least 51% of our staff have to be people with disabilities. And so, you know, the majority of my staff are people that come in with, you know, similar life experiences that really want to give back and make a difference for other people to avoid some of the struggles uh, that we've had to go through as people with disabilities. And then a lot, you know, the other staff members who don't have disabilities, either they have a family member who has a disability or they've somehow been touched by disability in your life and in their lives. And so, you know, like you said, you know, everyone has these triggers and experiences that really lead them down this path. You know, like I said, I had never expected to go into this type of uh, career. I had a degree in accounting and thought I would be an accountant. Yeah. Little did you know, huh? Mm-hmm. Little did you know. Well, you were talking about OI. How many people do you meet that are unable to find employment with this specific disability? You know, Joyce, it's a, it's a pretty rare uh, condition, uh, osteogenesis imperfective is. Only about 20,000 people in the U.S. that have it. Um, so I would say, you know, uh, when I was doing this peer support and, you know, every now and then I still get calls, um, you know, I'd say I've dealt with, uh, you know, probably 10 to 12 people uh, locally who, you know, have had this disability that, um, you know, are having issues gaining employment and those sorts of things. Yeah, and why I asked you that, although, I've, as you mentioned, although I've only met a few people, Every time it was the same thing. But then, as we well know, it's the same thing for the deaf, for the blind, for people with epilepsy. You know, let me count the disabilities. I mean, it really, sadly, is across the board. And so many people, it seems as if they're in the dark, like they they don't realize this is going on. And I never know, is that ignorance or is that denial? What, What do you think? You know, I I think it's probably a little of both. I think, you know, I've done a lot of work with uh, major corporations in my career, and, you know, these stories do exist. I know because I've lived through them, and I hear other stories, and when I help uh, companies sort of setting up what they're going to do with disability and diversity, I kind of get these horror stories, and, and, you know, it it is denial, and part of it is ignorance. You know, I think, um, unfortunately, still in corporate America, You know, there's a lot of misconceptions about people with disabilities, and, you know, the the discrimination still exists. Yeah. And, you know, it's always shocking to me, Brett, when you talk to a person not involved with what we do, and you tell them this, and they are just totally floored. Like, oh, how can that be? You know, I would hire people with disabilities. How many times do I hear that? And I'll say, great. <laughs> because right now, over 70% of people with disabilities are not part of the labor force. And when you think about that, that is unbelievable after signing the ADA in 1990. But it's really as if, it doesn't matter. You know, like they don't take it seriously. Do you know what I mean, Brett? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, Joyce, it's just amazing. You know, like we've been saying, it's just a staggering unemployment rate, even 
after the passage of the ADA. And um, unfortunately, you know, these misconceptions about people with disabilities and what our true abilities are still exist. The ADA doesn't take that away. Well, a really great advocate that opened the door for all of us that we all know was the late, great Justin Dart. And, you know, he used to talk about, you know, that you cannot, you can have a law, but you can't change the attitude. You know what I mean? You can't enforce good behavior or good decisions. And that is so true. And by the way, Yoshiko, how do I know you're probably listening to this show? Yoshiko Dart, the widow of Justin, is still leading the way in America for people with disabilities. And, Brett, you know Yoshiko, right? Sure, absolutely. She was uh, there when I got my Paul Hearn Award. And she is all about young people and young leaders in America and, oh, how we love her. But right now, we've got to get ready to go to break. Hey, if you just joined us, we are talking to Brett Eisenberg, award winner, an executive director of the Bronx Independent Living Services. Don't go away. We're going to be right back with him. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. At Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom, and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back. If you just joined the show, you're in for a real treat. 
We are talking to Brett Eisenberg, the executive director of the Bronx Independent Living Services, a nationally known advocate for Americans with Disabilities. Hey, Brett, a question I have. I know, as you mentioned, you worked before in corporate America. Um, as you mentioned, you did see some barriers uh, that you had to deal with with people with disabilities trying to gain employment and promotional opportunities for those people. Could you talk for a minute what you think those are? You know, what what were the main barriers that you faced? Sure, you know, I, I think it's really attitudinal barriers. Um, you know, I, I think it's all about these misconceptions that are, you know, uh, still out there that, you know, people with disabilities might take off work more than others, might be absent, might not be as productive, their accommodations are going to be really costly. And what's really amazing, and, you know, you know this better than I do, is all of those things, studies have shown it's the exact opposite. You know, uh, we work just as hard, if not harder. We don't take off. And if someone needs an accommodation, usually there's no cost. If there is, it's $500 or less. And so those are, you know, it's really all about the misconceptions that are out there and these attitudinal barriers. You know, and I think the, the other part of it is, is I think people with disabilities that are going on these interviews are so nervous uh, about their disability being brought up or, you know, those sorts of things that, you know, it creates for an awkward interview. And yeah. so, And so a lot of times when I'm talking to people certainly with visible disabilities like myself, mobility uh, disabilities, um, you know, I'm up front and I'm outgoing and I, you know, think my disability is an advantage. I've had to persevere and go through things that most other people haven't had to go through, and that's an advantage to me. You know, to live in this uh, society, you know, I have to adapt and be creative every day of my life. And to me, that's an advantage in an interview that no one else probably applying for that job has. And so, you know, not only is it, you know, the employer who has these misconceptions, it's also sometimes people with disabilities not having that high self-esteem and high self-worth going into these interviews, you know, really thinking that they can have the job and that your job's theirs. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Just what you said, when you have a disability, you have to deal with so many obstacles in your life. You know, getting people to understand you, understanding access, putting up with people saying stupid things, which means you have to be tolerant. You have to think outside the box. All of these traits that companies look for, team player, we have to have those just in order to survive. And I always tell people about, you know, attendance. I'll say, you know, don't worry about us. We could all be sitting home. We want to work. You know, you have to worry about your non-disabled employees, but we are going to be there. Uh, and, Brett, while we're talking about corporate America, what would you say were the main differences that you saw in your career between working at a for-profit versus a not-for-profit? Sure. I mean, that's a great question, Joyce. You know, I, I think there's really one primary difference that I would say, 
And, you know, I would use my center for an example. You know, we're only here. Our only goal, our only mission is to help people with disabilities live independent and self-sufficient lives. That's all we're here for. But in a, you know, in a corporation, for example, on Wall Street, they're there to make money. And so, you know, I think, uh, you know, an advocate can be successful in both arenas, but it's kind of a different mindset you have to go into. So when I'm working with companies, it's, it's how does, you know, working with people with disabilities, how is that going to improve your bottom line? So, you know, of course, you know, to me, it's common sense that developing products and marketing to people with disabilities, that could only be beneficial and increase, you know, your profits over time. And, you know, like we've been talking about hiring people with disabilities who, you know, are so happy to have that job that are going to come in every day and work their behinds off to, you know, be successful, they're also going to increase your, you know, your profits. So, to, to me, that's the main difference is kind of the mindset you have to go in with. You know, on one side, you know, at my center, we're a nonprofit. You know, our only mission here is to help people with disabilities be independent, whereas in a company, you kind of have to think of the bottom line. Yeah. And, you know, that's a great point you just brought up because I'll say to companies, I'll say, you know, we're not here for pity. We're not here for charity. We want to work. We're here to work. We want to work. Um, and if we are people of ability that can be there, do a great job, stay at the company, that is helping the bottom line. But the problem is getting companies to think like that. You know, just as you said, Brett, when they think about people with disabilities, they don't see that as an asset as much as how are we going to accommodate the person? Don't you think that? Sure. You know, I think that what really helps in a company to get them to see, you know, what we're saying uh, about the productivity and, you know, what a crucial role people with disabilities can play in a company is sometimes you really need, you know, a leader on the inside. You need someone with a disability to step up and say, I have a disability. You know, we are productive. And that's sort of what I had to do in corporate America to, to really get the companies I work for to, to see the value was step up to the plate. I, I knew, you know, what my work product was, and I know what people with disabilities are capable of, and sometimes you really need someone to step up to the plate. Yes. How true, how true. And, you know, we will step up to the plate, and we can hit it out of the park if you will start looking at us as a person with ability, Period. Um, hey, Brett, um, I'm dealing with something across the United States right now that is horrifying, and that is the number of young people with disabilities who are being bullied throughout their life. It's terrible. Some of them have even attempted bully side, which is suicide as a result of bullying. What advice do you have for them? Sure. I mean, this is an issue really close to my heart, and we've been working in our local community with the local schools and school districts to really identify, you know, what's going on in these schools and, and put policies in place and, uh, you know, uh, make sure we really put a stop to this. But, you know, what I would tell, you know, young people dealing with this is, first of all, it's really unacceptable on any level. No one should be mistreated and no one should be bullied. You know, if, if it is happening, you need to tell 
someone because um, it could lead, as you said, to, to, to further issues. And, you know, something else, you know, going further than that is, you know, people with disabilities who are going through this, you know, it's, it's really easy for us to sort of get down, especially if someone's bullying us and, and picking on us. And, you know, we have to, you know, have that strong self-esteem and, you know, that self-worth to not let anyone, you know, bring us down and not deter us from what our goals are, you know, for today and, you know, the future. And we have to be able to stand up for what we believe in. Yes, well, you know, it's hard when you are bullied from when you are in elementary school all the way through senior high. And I tell these young people, I tell them, hey, you don't have to put up with this. You don't have to. But you know, it's terrible what people do to people with disabilities. And, hey, Brett, You've been through, I'm sure, a lot, but are you there for those young people? Sure. I mean, you know, we have special programs at our center specifically working with, you know, youth and, you know, uh, trying to make them future leaders and getting them to stand up for themselves, knowing what their rights are. And we're also working, you know, within the local schools, like I said, to identify these issues and, you know, make schools more aware that this is taking place, especially for people with disabilities, and it needs to be stopped. It does need to be stopped. You know, don't wait until someone's losing their life over it. And I can tell you, if you're listening to the show and you're a young person with a disability, Brett and I are here for you. You're not alone. You have a lot of friends across America. But right now, we're going to get ready to go to break. If you just joined us, we're talking to my special guest, Brett Eisenberg, who is the Executive Director of the Bronx Independent Living Services Center. You are listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters, at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back with Brett. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S., 
and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show with Brett Eisenberg, Executive Director of the Bronx Independent Living Services and a nationally known advocate for America's living with disabilities. When I said before that Brett is an award winner, he won a very, very prestigious national award from one of my favorite organizations that I serve on as an officer, and that is the American Association of People with Disabilities. And, hey, guess what? March 15th, which is today, I want to tell you what it is this evening. The AAPD Gala in Washington, D.C., and I always say the AAPD Gala is the Academy Awards of the Disability Community. Brett won the Hearn Award, given out to very few people. Again, a very prestigious national award and Brett I was so excited when you won the Hearn Award I wonder if you could share with our listeners first what did you think when they told you and second what did this mean to you sure thanks so much Joyce you know it's such a prestigious award like you said it's given out to two individuals each year and it is the Academy uh, Award Ceremony for you know people with disabilities and to me, it had, you know, extra special meaning. Um, unfortunately, I didn't know uh, Paul Hearn personally, but our lives took very similar paths. We both had the same disability. We've gone to the same schools. We've worked for the same organizations. And so for me, it was extra special and really very personal. I got a lot of support through the uh, process, you know, from really close friends of Paul. And, you know, it was just a really amazing accomplishment, you know, uh, the highlight certainly of my professional career. And, you know, anytime you could be recognized and certainly on a national scale like that, it's just an amazing experience. And it really gave me a national platform to get the message out about, um, you know, what companies can be doing for people with disabilities. Yes. And I will tell you, I was so proud of you. You know, I want to tell all of you, I mean, this is big time. You know, as I said at the gala this evening, this is major. You know, it's packed. It's filled with all these people uh, from senators, you know, to CEOs and, of course, you know, leaders in America and many people who are living with disabilities. But that is a significant award. So, Brett, what did it feel like to speak in front of all those people? Oh, I'm, it was, uh, you know, be honest, it was a little nerve-wracking, but it, like I said, it just, you know, I, I felt like it was such a great opportunity. You know, there's a lot of, you know, 
major companies there, and so it was a really great opportunity to to get the message out about what I was doing uh, within my company to help people with disabilities, whether it was creating products and marketing and those sorts of things. And so, you know, hopefully it touched, you know, a a few companies and, you know, uh, hopefully their disability programs, you know, uh, were able to benefit from some of the things I was able to talk about. Well, last minute, AAPD.com. That's AAPD.com with the gala this evening in D.C. Uh, but, hey, I want to move on to talk about your work now uh, in, nationally, being at the Bronx Independent Living Services Organization. First, can you tell our listeners what that is and then talk about some of your goals and some of the programs you have? Sure. You know, uh, Bronx Independent Living Services is uh, an independent living center. We were founded in 1983 by uh, Barbara Bobby Lynn, who was really a trailblazer in the independent living uh, movement and is a mentor to me now. And um, so we're really here, like I mentioned before, our only mission is to help people with any type of disability live an independent and self-sufficient life. You know, we also, of course, work with companies on employment and and other issues and certainly advocacy, you know, uh, both in New York State and uh, across the country on certain uh, matters. But, you know, as you know, Joyce, the word independence means something different to every person with a disability. So for us, you know, we have people on our staff that help people uh, apply for public benefits or to help them find accessible, affordable housing, to help them develop independent living skills. We have peer support groups and, you know, uh, various peer support groups. Um, And what makes our center uh, a little different is we also have a special program to work with uh, crime victims and victims of domestic violence, and um, certainly it's an area that I've become very passionate about, and one of our newest and most exciting programs is our youth program, and when we talk about youth, we talk about anyone from five into their early 20s. And so for the younger children, we're working really with their families on making sure that they're getting the services they need in their schools to, to, you know, uh, to succeed and to hopefully become leaders down the line. And so we're working with families to make sure that they're, um, that they know their rights and that their children are getting what they need. And, you know, certainly if bullying is an issue, we address that as well with um, families. And then as these children grow up and into their teenage years, we provide them leadership development opportunities because we want them one day to be leaders in the community. And certainly, hopefully, some of them will win the Paul Hearn Award down the line. And so we really want to focus on leadership development with, you know, these young teenagers um, so that they can be independent. And then as they, you know, sort of age out of high school, we then work with them on going on to post-secondary education or on to employment, you know, whatever works best for them. Um, so that's one of our most exciting programs, and we've also created social sort of a social component to it. And so for those younger kids, we also have an arts and crafts and movie night, um, which is a great opportunity for them. We also provide some internships. Um, And then with companies, of course, 
you know, we work with them on employing some of our consumers who are looking for employment. We work with them and train them on various disability uh Issues and we help them, you know, whether they've never interviewed someone with a disability or have questions, um, we train them in those areas. We work with them on setting up their disability initiatives and their uh, employee resource groups and, and those sorts of things. And like I mentioned, we also work on a local, state, and national level on advocacy issues that affect people uh, with disabilities. You know, that, boy, you do a lot there, Brett. You must be a busy man. Yeah, we we all work, you know, extremely hard. I have a very dedicated staff and a, and a wonderful board of directors who, you know, really devote their time into the organization. And like I said, we're only here to help individuals with disabilities be independent and self-sufficient. And you know when you were talking about the uh, victims of crime, I was on the board for a while here in Pittsburgh for the Center uh, on Victims of Violence and Crime, and what I did is I asked them to include disability, which they have, but I don't think a lot of people realize this is a real issue in the United States. Can you just talk about that for a minute? Sure. I mean, we see, you know, it, it, it's very unfortunate, you know, with domestic violence and these crime victims, you know, a lot of our uh, victims come in as people with disabilities. You know, sometimes it's really unfortunate from whether it's domestic violence or a crime against them, they've become someone with a, a, a disability, which is really sad and unfortunate uh, to see. And like you said, this is a real national problem that uh, sort of isn't in the forefront that should be are, you know, victims, you know, uh, issues for people with disabilities because it's a huge, huge issue. Right, because if you have a personal attendant um, or, you know, even a family member or a spouse, I have met so many people with disabilities who have been sexually abused or victims of horrifying situations because by a non-disabled individual. Sure. I mean, you know, it's really unfortunate, and every now and then you'll see a quick news clipping, you know, uh, uh, and you'll see something on the news, and th there's not really a lot of attention, you know, given to the issue. Um, you know, there's not a lot of, you know, uh, certainly disability organizations out there that, you know, have a special program like we do for victims of crime and, and domestic violence. And, you know, it's really needed in the community. It, it, you know, it's absolutely happening, like you said, whether it's in uh, nursing homes or, uh, you know, issues with a spouse. You know, it's happening all over the country. Oh, well, I'm glad you're doing something about it, Brett. And we're going to break, but we're going to be back to close the show with Brett Eisenberg, Executive Director of the Bronx Independent Living Services. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. 
At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back. And if you just joined us, we've been talking to Brett Eisenberg, the Bronx Independent Living Services Executive Director. And you know what? There is something I forgot to ask you, Brett, about your work there. Um, What about funding? How do you receive your funding? Sure. So um, the majority of our funding come from uh, grants, both federal and state, and, uh, you know, some uh, individual uh, donors and, you know, of course, uh, corporate contributions and, and grants from companies. Do you have an event throughout the year? Do you have one big event or uh, different events to try to bring in funding, or, or do you just advertise this? You know, it's it's uh, it's a little of the last two. You know, we do uh, you know some little events uh, throughout the year. Uh, an example is uh, you know, of course, for the 20th anniversary of the ADA last year, we sort of had a big celebration here, and uh, we were able to uh, donate to consumers some tickets to New York Yankee games, and so we were able to bring in uh, some donations that way. And we also do you know advertising, and of course, uh, have a website which is www.bils.org, and of course, people can make uh, online contributions there as well. All right. So, anyone listening to the show, hey, if you're in New York or anywhere and you want to make a donation, you can do it. I always tell people, don't ever think, oh, I want to do this, but it's too small. There is no too small. Every dollar counts. So, Brett, one more time, if someone's listening to the show and they do want to make a donation, could you give us that website again? 
Sure. It's www.bils.org. And, you know, right on the homepage, you'll see a link to make an online donation. Okay. Hey, you heard it. You know, we all want to help people, but we need help from you to help others. So um, I hope you'll take that seriously. Hey, Brett, everyone in their life has had someone that really influenced them or someone who has been a role model. But I have to ask you, it is unbelievable how much confidence you have um, and how poised and eloquent you are. Who would you say was the role model that gave you this inspiration? Sure. I mean, I, I think it's a few of them. You know, I've been blessed and very fortunate to have a wonderful uh, family. Um, both my uncle and my father uh, have a stomach condition called Crohn's disease. And, you know, growing up with a significant disability and watching how successful they were dealing with their own illness, you know, was just an inspiration to me and, you know, kept me motivated. And, you know, uh, of course, there's times where, you know, you might feel down or whatever. And for me, being able to watch them and how successful they have been in their careers and in life in general was, you know, really just an, an inspiration, you know, and I'm very fortunate to, to have them and, you know, my entire family. And then uh, once I was a teenager, I was very fortunate to get an internship uh, at Merrill Lynch, and I met the vice chairman uh, who really took me under his wing. And um, you know, he and his entire family, you know, have supported me, uh, you know, so much throughout the years, and I, I can't thank them enough. And, you know, to, to have someone like a vice chairman take an interest in you at such a prestigious company and, you know, really invest time in me and, you know, believed in me and my abilities gave me, you know, a tremendous amount of uh, confidence, you know, going on to college and then employment, you know, knowing I had that support, you know, I've just been so fortunate. Was that Mr. Hammerman? Yes. Yes. Because I know um, his son, and I know that they are all very disability-oriented and big advocates and supporters. Um, now, how did you meet him? I uh, I met, uh, you know, Charlie's father, Steve Hammerman. Uh, I was doing an internship while I was still in high school, and uh, Mr. Hammerman wanted to... Uh, to meet me because I was doing an internship there and uh, I met him in his office and we had lunch together and you know uh, while I went to college uh, you know I was fortunate enough he let me intern there every summer and you know I gained really valuable experience and he kept in touch with me throughout the year and really has been a, a mentor and a, you know uh, such a role model and of course you know Charlie does wonderful things for people with disabilities and uh, you know He's also uh, been a mentor uh, to me as well. What a wonderful family. Wouldn't it be great if every corporation in America, they had, remember now, we're talking back then, Merrill Lynch, vice chair. Imagine someone at that level taking time to do this. To me, that is a true leader. And I have to tell you, every time I think there was a Merrill Lynch, it's just still so hard for me to believe. How about you, Brett? Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely uh, really hard for me to believe. Um, 
you know, they were an amazing organization to me and did a lot of great things for people uh, with disabilities. And a lot of it, you know, is to the credit of Mr. Hammerman and his passion to help uh, people uh, with disabilities. And so uh, it, it's a real shocker even to this day that, uh, you know, they're uh, not around anymore. Oh, I know. If anyone would have told me this, you know, even five years ago, a few years ago, right before this happened, I'd say, are you out of your mind? I mean, never could I fathom that. Well, we hope all of those people who have moved on are still carrying the flag to help people with disabilities. I know the Hammermans are, but, you know, I hope that everyone is. And I think that's unbelievable. You know, when you were talking about Crohn's disease with your family, I did employ someone with Crohn's disease who is now working, and I just want to tell you, that too is a disability that can cause the person truly hard times gaining employment. Sure. Um, you know, I, uh, I know uh, my uncle in particular, uh, you know, it, it could come on in different parts of life. And his really started when he was starting his career and, and going to college. And, uh, you know, like I said, it was just such an inspiration for me to see, you know, uh, how he's, you know, been able to live such a, an amazing life. And uh, my father as well. And, uh, you know, uh, it really shows that no matter what your disability is, you, you could certainly be successful and live out all your dreams. Now, your family was very supportive and did not hold you back or pity you, Brett? No, not at all. I mean, growing up, uh, I was treated uh, like anyone else. I did chores like anyone else. Um, you know, growing up, I, you know, my family really instilled in me that uh, because I had a disability, I needed to be that much better and really pushed me to, to really excel in whether it was to, you know, do the best in school or, you know, to have to give the best interview, you know, it's really instilled in me that I was going to have to work that much harder. And so from a young age, I, you know, really de developed a, a high self-esteem and knew how hard I was going to have to work to be able to succeed in life. Yeah. And, you know, uh, kudos to your family also because, Brett, there are so many families that sometimes, you know, pity the child or keep them dependent. And as an employer and as a national advocate for employment, that's the worst thing you can do. I'm just telling you if you're listening to the show, don't do that because you want your child to be able to gain employment and be independent. That's why, by the way, Brett, I love the independent living centers. You know, I think so highly of Kelly Buckland, uh, but I love the independent living centers because it's not about charity. It is about independence and quality of life. Sure, absolutely. You know, someone very close to me, uh, a lot of people uh, close to me who have disabilities, uh, unfortunately, they were brought up sort of the opposite way and were very sheltered and uh, that sort of stuff. And it was really a deterrent in their life, you know, uh, you know, when they went on to try and go to college and employment, they didn't have that high self-esteem and, you know, being held back all their year, those years, didn't know how independent they could be. And so something we preach here when we deal with families and, and youth is we really want these children to start becoming independent and not have to rely on their parents for everything because it's not going to benefit them as they grow up. Right. 
No, it isn't. It is not. Well, um, Brad, this, these next two questions I have asked every guest that's ever been on the show, and they, you know, everyone always tells me this next one is the hardest one for them to answer, but I've been asking it for eight years, the eight years I've been uh, on the show, so I'm going to ask you. You've accomplished so much in your life. What do you consider your greatest accomplishment? Yeah, that is that's, that is a tricky question. You know, certainly getting the the Paul Hearn Award was just a, a huge accomplishment for me professionally and personally. And I and I would really say, you know, besides that, you know, every person that our center helps, you know, find a job and become more independent and self sufficient, you know, those are huge accomplishments to to my staff and myself. I mean, that's what we're here for. And to me, every single person we help is a huge accomplishment because we're really impacting, you know, uh, people's lives and, and families' lives and making them better and letting them live out the, their dreams the way I've been able to live out mine. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think those are phenomenal. I agree with you. Well, Brett, if you had to leave a message with our listeners today, what would that be? Sure, you know, to to companies, you know, we're an untapped pool out there of really qualified individuals with disabilities that want a chance to perform and and do a great job, and we want to be marketed to as a consumer population and have products developed that we could buy. And, um, you know, my message to individuals with disabilities is, uh, you know, Never let your disability define you. You know, we're individuals who so happen to have disabilities, and there's no reason that we all can't live out our dreams and, you know, uh, make goals and meet those goals. And it's really important to stay on that, you know, positive path, and you could do anything you want to do in life. That is so true. I'm glad you said that because I just want to mention, and I'm going to have to start mentioning this on every show. Remember, vendor consulting services where we employ Americans with disabilities, we have a huge contract with the federal government to find employment for people with disabilities all across the country, and they will be working for one of the federal agencies. So, Brad, if you know of anyone, send their resume this way. Absolutely. Okay, that's, of course, at VendorConsult.com. But with that, I need to go, hey, Brett, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Joyce. Like I said, it's really an honor and a privilege to be able to be on your show today. And everyone living in New York, hey, the Bronx, you heard about it. If you have a disability, don't forget, make a contribution. It's the Bronx Independent Living Services. And, Brett, we have our eyes on you because we know you'll be moving. Thank you, Joyce. All right. Hey, before we go, you know I end every show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader or a leader in America with a disability. So today, that quote is from Albert Einstein. And if you did not know this, he lived with dyslexia and was on the autism spectrum. And here is the quote from Mr. Albert Einstein. Once we accept our limits, we go beyond them. And isn't that exactly what Brett said? 
once we accept our limits, we go beyond them, said Albert Einstein. You've been listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters every day, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, at voiceamerica.com. Be talking to you next week. See you then. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.